if uh, if I were to run for office. I'm like, Dave Roberts frequents uh, adult novelty stores. Well, my, my first answer would be, well, it's a local business. You're listening to Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong. Welcome to episode 187 of the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my podcast partner in crime, writer, journalist, owner of the Georgia Virtue, Jessica Salaji. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. It's, How was your oh, week? It, it, was, it was cooler. Um, a lot of rain at the end of the week. Uh, it's the this week supposed to be cooler temperatures so uh allows me to catch up on stuff uh, you know th- like i think i talked about talked about before is i, I get because i don't have an office person is and i said right that time uh hmm. i get i get behind on billing and and things like that and it allows me to 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 catch up on stuff and tie up loose ends things that i say oh i'll get to that when when it slows down well it's slowed down and now i have to like do it so how do you, do you hate office stuff? I do. I despise it. See, I don't like doing it, but I love the accomplishment of getting that stuff done. Because like we've talked about it on the show, you know, when I write an article, like I might spend, you know, I don't know, a week researching something and and drafting it. Of course, there's stuff I write in like an hour or two, but there's when I work really hard on an article, I put it out there and then then it's done. Administrative stuff like at least it it has like a a curing time while it's it's you know you don't have to do it again for a little while like you've you've cleared it off the the, the list of to dos for a while I like that. Well, we have to do QuickBooks in a couple days, which sucks. Look, QuickBooks is 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 a necessary evil with what with what I do, mm-hmm. but it is three hours of. Connie yelling at me saying you can't deduct that. Yeah. You cannot deduct trip to the liquor store. But I gave a bottle to a customer. They're not gonna let you deduct that. And she is super straight laced. If it was just up to me, I'd be sitting in federal prison right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I would deduct stuff like fishing trips going, Oh, it's a company retreat. <laughs> well, that would make really neat like when you got out, of course, it would make for some good shows to talk about your time in federal prison. Oh no! The show could open up with, "You have a call from inmate four five seven one." Yeah, <laughs> I would enjoy that. That'd be a great intro to every show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how's your week, Dave? Got shanked again. <laughs> yeah, or we don't have a show this week because Dave's in solitary. Yeah, Dave's in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ushering dirt to the U.S. Attorney's Office is new sitting at the back of the bus. In rural Screven County last week, the son of late Julian Lewis, along with civil rights activists, announced a 60-plus mile march for justice in Lewis's honor. Yeah, this is the same story we've talked about with the trooper. Um, when we talked about the grand jury indictment and everything, or lack of indictment, um, grand jury shopping. I mean, we've talked about it a lot on the show, but... I guess the reason that, you know, he was the the case was presented to a grand jury at the end of June 
of this year, and we're still hearing about it. And there's the family of the man who was killed. Um, just they they won't let it go because they're planning on filing a wrongful death suit against the state of Georgia. And you know now they're accusing the grand jury of being a runaway grand jury, and they failed to indict um, Jake Thompson and just. Just it's constant. Like they're not getting a whole lot of mainstream coverage. Like our local TV stations, of course, give them a microphone for some odd reason. But they're really on more like tradition or uh, alternative outlets, like doing um, p- podcasts, like out of state and things like that. But now the whole point of this march, they're doing a sixty-mile march over five days. It started last Thursday. Um, from Sylvania in Scraven County to Savannah to get the attention of the U.S. Attorney's Office because they want the U.S. Attorney to investigate the runaway grand jury, quote, how they were picked and, and how they ended up not indicting. And then they they want, like, civil rights violations, that whole process. Well, Sherman would be proud. Yeah. On his on their march to the sea, yeah. I, I think the the uh, symbolism of that it may be lost on them. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, they don't go burning crops. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they actually hired security, supposedly, or they said they did. They, they said they did on a podcast that they were going to hire security because, you know, I guess they're afraid that people are going to harass them and you know I don't know what's in store for the weekend but I can tell you that on Thursday, Friday and Monday most people are at work. They're only walking 12 miles a day. Right. Look, the only reason I would harass them is if they block traffic. And they're straight up walking out in the middle of the road. And <sighs> one of the reporters was doing a little trot alongside of them in the rain with their ponchos on all dramatic and everything and she's like Nearly a dozen people walked with, you know, Brooke Bacon, which is his son, um, in this call for justice and everything. And I mean, I counted eight. That's not almost a dozen. Glad she doesn't work at a bakery. But she like they just continue to hype this up. And now the thing that's frustrating to me, and I talked a little bit about it, you know, on social media and stuff Thursday, like I just. I'm disgusted that they want the federal government to swoop in and override what the community decided. Like that's the entire premise of the grand jury and a jury is to have like your local, your peers. And I don't like the local officials, but they're duly elected and they guided them through the process. And this is the end result. Like, and now you want the federal government to come in and offer you a remedy and and override all of that because you didn't get the outcome that you want and you're claiming that it's racist and and the system is oppressive so you want to use the most oppressive and most racist entity that ever lived to come in and help you they want they're more interested in the result than the fair process they don't care how they get it right and look, I lost my mind uh, driving in the Keys because it's just a two-lane road. And they gave a permit to like a bike race. 
So it was 30 miles of 15 miles an hour. Mm. That's brutal. It is. Now think about getting stuck by behind these yahoos. Well, and they have a um a little like RV behind them too that's I guess so if you get tired you can ride for a little while and um air conditioning and food and water and all that but like we call it the the, the meat wagon. Well, okay, but that's like if you were serious, I mean, I used to go door to door for campaigns and nobody drove an RV behind me. I had to pull a wagon. <laughs> I well, pulled a- and and I wore tennis shoes and I pulled a wagon that had a cooler and snacks and all the stuff I needed. I didn't rely on somebody else to. Well, well I mean, look, when we went on ruck marches and stuff, there was there was a meat wagon that would if you fell out, there was a medic in the meat wagon that that you know would, would take you in and and of course you failed the ruck march, but uh, they would take you in and hydrate you and all that stuff. I don't I don't really have a have a problem with that as uh, plus the that provides a buffer. Uh, from cars that are coming up behind them at 55 miles an hour that they see this this big object fla- with uh, with flashers on. Okay, well, don't f- ride in the road. Really? Exactly what I'm saying. It's They want the imagery of walking down the road. Yeah, They're they said to, it's the to, longest, it's the furthest march in, in state history for this type of thing. Yeah, um... The Union troops would disagree mm. when they marched through Georgia liberating slaves. And so I think they probably disagree on that one. They marched a little bit further and faster, carrying more. Yep. Ah, man, I, I don't have a problem with the demonstration. If if that's if you feel strongly about something, I, I think he's trying to trade on his father's name. Uh, first of all, he should probably change his name to Julian Lewis Jr. or something because Brooke... With an E. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, my thing, though, is that do we want a justice system that operates on on pressure? Like, that's how this whole thing started and why it's been such a cluster the entire time. Because it, the arrest was made within a week of it all happening before the investigation was done. Like, the entire, the entire time, all of this is operated off of public pressure. And the grand jury is what was the roadblock to... To furthering it on that that's why they're mad because they weren't getting he didn't get bond initially because of public you know they were worried about what the public was going to do not what he was going to do he got arrested because of the public pressure like all these things and now they want that they want to continue on with that and i don't want a justice system that because i don't want the u.s attorney to do something because they saw people marching on in the street and and walking carrying dirt as a symbol i, I no, think no, that's look, weird it, it I have no problem with them blowing off steam. I'd like them to be out of my way, but if they want to go blow off steam, it's fine. Look, we talked about before the show about a little about justice. Like we all believe that Casey Anthony killed her baby, mm-hmm. but it wasn't proven at trial. Period. the The prosecution was unable to 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 deliver a convincing case to that jury. That's just the way it is. The justice justice is is imperfect. But we have protections in place, and we have a system in place to protect the to protect the innocent, and that's just the way it is. Well, now, and these w- these attorneys are rep- they're defense attorneys in another case in in my county, one county over, where they have a black client who killed a white girl, 
And if these types of things were happening in that case, they would be in front of the, I mean, well, they have a gag order now, but they would be losing their minds. Right. And look, no, I do not want a justice department or system of justice that bows to political pressure. That's what this is. The the judicial branch is supposed to, it is supposed to be separate, completely separate. And it is supposed to, justice is blind. Justice does, does not see if the victim is black or white. Justice does not see if the perpetrator is black or white. Justice is only supposed to weigh the evidence. And we forget that. We don't. Well, you know, as a society, we forget that. Well, you know, I think we, it's just, I, th- I think it's unacceptable that these guys are lawyers and 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 defense attorneys like if i was a a defendant in a case and one of them was representing me right now i would be like you gotta go ah no they're attention whores yeah get get their face on tv and pick up more clients you know i i i know i i'm i'm cynical but you know that's just that's the way it is. It's, it's the Gloria Allreds of the world that anytime, you know, she's off to fly, fly to somebody else. I, I was sexually harassed. Boom. Gloria Allred is there right there in front of every, every camera. Do you agree it, with the statement that people who are doing these types of things are doing it because they're not getting their desired, like they're not getting, they're not getting any traction on it through the proper channels the quiet channels i don't you know i don't i think it's it's opportunistic uh, more than it is uh idealistic for 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 the people out front Mm -hmm. is they they grab onto the story and it's it's a chance for them to get in front of the cameras it's a chance for brookie there to uh uh to to have his name associated with with civil rights, and to have his star begin to rise. Well, they said that the grand jury failing to indict, which again, it just irritates the heck out of me because failing to indict suggests that like they had to de- indict by default, as if that is the only, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the like only a, outcome that, that 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 was right. That like was, it was just a procedural thing where they had to come, go in and check a box. Like, but he's you know he says that the grand jury's actions were worse than his father being murdered. That they murdered hope for America. Oh, good God! Yeah. <sighs> so why would anyone think delivering dirt to the Southern District of uh, U.S. Attorney? I mean. You said just 56% of Americans can name all three branches of government, and that's a 15-year high? Yeah, like, we have people ushering dirt because only 56% of Americans can name all three branches of government. I, that, that to me is... A Horrifying. Huge failure of, of our education system. Huge failure. It's, it's not... That leads to all sorts of government abuse. When, when you don't understand the separate the supposed separation of powers. 
Well, that's why yeah. we are where we are. Like, that's right. why people think what Biden is doing, and I know we're going to talk about him in a little bit, but, like, that's why people think what he's doing is great, because they're like, yeah, do it. You, I, what do you mean he's not supposed to just – everything from the CDC and eviction moratorium, all of that, like. Right, because it's what they want. Yeah. Yeah, when your guy is issuing executive orders, you think it's great. I just... They have zero appreciation, though, for the process that was put in place, as if, like, these things weren't put in place as guardrails and protections for the people. Like, government didn't used to do anything for the people except protect the people. Like, what was outlined, the the framework was to protect the people from the government. Right. And now... 74%... Yeah, 74%, only three quarters, or close to three quarters, correctly stated that the First Amendment protects the freedom of speech. I hate them. I hate them. You're talking about more than a quarter uh, asked, knew that the First Amendment protected the protected speech. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's, I mean, it's amazing to me. But only 56% knew it also protected freedom of religion. 50% uh, knew that it protected the press, freedom of the press. 30% the right to assemble. 20% the right to petition. 20%. The right to assemble does not surprise me, though, because how many times, I mean, between free speech zones and and how often we hear people say, like, they don't have the right to be there, like, like we said... I mean, there's there's been a there's been lots of case law about obstructing traffic and, and being in the roadways and stuff like that. But even we said, like, they don't have to do it like that. But you also said, I'm fine with the demonstration. There's plenty of people who don't think that people should be able to gather. Oh, my God. Or that, yeah, this this is where you can speak. Uh, here's your free speech zone. Otherwise, shut up. Speaking of the... um right to assemble and everything have you watched the trial of the chicago seven on netflix no it came out in 2020 but i watched it this weekend um and it's a it's about the um 1969 trial where the federal government charged seven people obviously with um conspiracy and some protests in chicago at the 68 democratic convention Super, like, I I highly recommend it. The judge was um, really something else. But it's like, <laughs> what's crazy is like, you're like, wow, that wasn't that long ago. And look at how bad our system was. And, you know, uh, I don't want to spoil the ending. I mean, I don't know if people know about the case at all, but but it's hard. You, you think that, like, we're that far removed from it, but we're not. Like, we are still charging people and trying people for very similar things when and it's them against the government the full force of the government and a lot of it has to do with the right to assemble well i'll make sure when i go on vacation take my roku stick and uh uh and watch it I'll, you should I'll have time. yeah well i'll have to have time it's either that or or, or watch uh, spanish tv it was directed by aaron sorkin and i think that he he does a good job with um I think it was one of those movies that was produced and was supposed to be like in the theaters, but then the pandemic happened and 
It and Netflix got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, uh, sorry, I was too busy up. watching Joe Exotic like an idiot. Well, it's okay. I mean, you can make up for it now and report back. <laughs> well, he says six in 10 Americans, 61%, incorrectly stated that the First Amendment protection of free speech means Facebook must permit all users to freely express themselves on their website. Huh. Researchers explained that the First Amendment protects citizens from government censorship, but not social media companies, and their platforms are private entities. Mm. Yeah. People, um, they have a hard time with this one. Yeah. Uh, d- and we've despite about Section 230 yeah. and everything. I mean, we've. Oh, yeah. Uh, despite being explained, 66% of conservatives, 61% of moderates, and 55% of liberals all believe that the First Amendment covers what people say on Facebook. Oh, good God. Well, and it really doesn't bother me. It does bother me. It doesn't surprise me that the conservatives are at the top of that list because of given what is happening on Facebook. Like, I feel like in conservative circles, we see posts like, oh, they're censoring me. And, 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 and some, I mean, it's a lot of artificial intelligence and stupid computer programs and flagging stuff a lot of times. But they do seem to be censored more than oh yeah liberal if, commentary. If, but Facebook still has the authority to do that. They do. And if, if, you're, if you say, if, if you're anti-vaccine, you put something up, poof. There, there comes something at the bottom going. Learn more about COVID nineteen uh, vaccine, or if you, uh, if you try to post or even forward a post that's that may even make a brief mention of the disease, it it pops up with uh, this mentions COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Do you want to continue? Well, I wouldn't have hit forward if I didn't want to continue. Right. It's very but, big brother. Yeah, it, it is. Oh, yeah, it's. Uh, what we thought Big Brother the thought police was going to be in 1984 is, you know, fact checking now. Uh, and while people are a little bit smarter about how government works, they still look to Joe Biden and now they're suffering the consequences for it. For the first time since elected, Biden's poll numbers sunk into the negative last week. Um, it's about time. And negative polling doesn't mean like he had a negative 20. It just means that more people disapproved than approved of the job he's doing. Right. You got 42% approving and 50% disapproving, according to Quinnipiac University National Poll of Adults. Which tanked from August when he had a 46% approval and 43 disapproval. Man, Democrats approve 88%. While Republicans... 7% didn't didn't approve. Like... Yeah, disapprove. Republicans... No, I was going to ask, do you you remember with Obama? Like, was he ever... Did he ever have that wide of a range? I don't remember. Maybe after Benghazi. And toward, no. towards the end of his presidency, there, there was a higher disapproval rating. Mm-hmm. And, and that comes with candidate fatigue. You know, after eight years, people are ready for you to go. Yeah. I just think uh, that 7% disapproval from your party is extremely low. 
even given. Oh, yeah. You know. Republicans disapprove 91%, uh, 7% approve. And independents scored uh, disapproval of 52% to uh, to 34% approval. Which is odd to me. Does that mean that 19, 20%? I don't, I didn't hear the numbers specifically, but some, like, somewhere between 15 and 22% are, have no opinion at all as independents? Uh, How do you not have an opinion on what's going on? Either you don't know. And look, with all the, all the other, uh, opiates we have for for consumption of media if if you don't pay attention to it you know you, you turn on you turn on netflix you turn on hulu uh you you don't you don't turn on the news uh, i don't turn on the news well you are the news okay but i don't i mean no one invites me to anything i gotta go find it <laughs> right because you look yeah I just, uh, I guess, I don't understand how you, it just, it always baffles me. I mean, I, I'm envious of the people who can truly, like, disconnect and have no idea what's going on around them. But, like, how? Like, how do you escape it completely? Between social media and television and ads on streaming services and even mailers and newspapers and, and stuff on sh- tables at coffee shops like unless you live in the woods which sounds it's, it's also partly not want to be put on the spot so some people may be like, be like i don't know haven't made my mind up okay well they shouldn't be allowed to vote then because you know what take a stand have an opinion i'm not looking for mr milk toast to elect my next president <laughs> that's what happens no kidding or you know the the poll workers uh, elect the next president um Biden scored the worst on foreign policy. Not obviously. Yeah. Uh, negative score: thirty-four percent approve, fifty-nine percent disapprove. They got really specific on this stuff on the questions. Like they asked him, you know, do you approve of his foreign policy? Then they asked, do you approve of his handling of the military? And then they asked specifically, do you approve of how he withdrew from Afghanistan? Yeah, and that, the, that one that was that lowest. was pretty stark. Yeah, yeah. And far less undecided on that one. Thirty-one percent approval, sixty-five percent disapprove. Well, I th- I don't think Democrats can really deny. I mean, they didn't really say much of anything, but they couldn't deny it. It was piss poor. Oh yeah, when you see people falling off of airplanes. Uh, you you see Taliban flying helicopters and driving our vehicles. Uh, it's very hard to, to, to not have an opinion about that. I, I, I really worry about the 31% that approve. And, and those just have to be people that despise Trump, that are going to approve of anything he does because they hate Trump. Like, there's, there's no, yeah, there's nobody with any logic that saw that withdrawal and said, yep, that's good. Yeah. You know, we out this be, yeah, that, that, those people are, are, are total ideologues in my opinion. Uh, total ideologues and just don't care what Biden does. They just hate Trump that much. And that's, that's a, that's a hard number for 2024 because that, that 31%, I mean, he, 
Biden could could go burn the American flag while tap dancing on it. And they'd be like, yep, that was good. Good job. Does not matter. He could start a war with China. 31% would be like, yep, they had it coming. Uh, so that that that's scary. Well, those, it's also those scary because it's just from like an allegiance standpoint of oppression and tyranny. And, and I mean, like the things you talk about, yeah, they would be terrible. But like, you're not, you're also talking, you're talking about people who would sit quietly and, and let their person do as he pleases to harm American people. That's right. That's terrifying. To, to spite the other guy. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting number. 54% say they approve of leaving Afghanistan, while 40%, 41% say they do not. That really surprised me. I thought 41 was really high. The Well, I... I, I Unless they... I, I mean, we don't know how they asked the question. Right. We don't know how they asked the question. And look, the, the plan that the Defense Department had was to, to leave 2,500 troops to, to operate uh, anti-terrorist operations and, and continue to train the Afghan military. So I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm glad we're out, but I do not like the way we got out. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to like comprehend not wanting to leave Afghanistan after 20 years. Like, I mean... Well, that, but that that number is bolstered by Americans being stranded, and again, those images on TV of the Taliban taking over, right. women being beaten in the streets, stuff like that. So people who it, can't number, separate their emotions from the facts, right? And look, I I, I understand it, but that 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 that's got to be where that number is coming from is the the constant flow of of information of the loop over and over of women being beaten in the streets, putting back back into burqas. Uh, the stories of girls not allowed to go to school, women can no longer go to work. Uh, and, you know, that's where that number comes from, is that we should have stayed and helped those people. It's, it's, it's got to be. Uh, 62% say they believe the U.S. will go back to Afghanistan, and 28% say we won't. Well, 28% are really stupid, because that was like, seems like it was the entire point of the exercise. What, to go back? To establish a need, yeah. God, I hope not. I hope not, too. But, like, it's kind of hard to argue after what we saw that there was any other intention. You know, what's what's stark about a lot of that is the tens of thousands of, of Haitians we have crossing the border. Like, how in the hell are Haitians getting into the Mexican border? Getting to, getting to Mexico to cross and cross into Texas, mm-hmm. and what would stop a terrorist from doing that? So yeah, that's uh, we may have something else coming, and if if it comes out of that area, Toby Keith will sing again, and we'll go back in. Huh? The Dixie Chicks are already dreading it. <laughs> Although They're we don't call them we don't call them the Dixie Chicks anymore. Because we're woke, yeah. they're just the chicks. But yeah, they're already flying to London so they can make a statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, response to coronavirus is mixed. Uh, Shocking. Forty-eight. 
Yeah, 48% approving, 49% disapproving. Like right down party lines. Yeah. Uh, handling of the economy. Biden received a negative 42% uh, approval. I'm sorry, a, a 40, 42% approval and 52% disapproval. I mean. Huh. That's probably like, wait, what was the number for disapproval? 52 I'm guessing those are the taxpayers. Well, I was about to say, those are the people who haven't been receiving unemployment and who have been rocked by the, this crap. And people that look at the the $3.5 trillion bill they're trying to ram through with additional taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, including a tax on your holdings. So, uh, I, are these... I, I, this is think, not... This is, this is in that in that mega thing you just mentioned, have you seen the thing about lowering the balances of banks, like the bank transactions that they want to monitor and report to yeah, the IRS? 600. Yeah. Holy shit. From, and that's, that's cash or check. Yes. Do you know how uh, much that's going to drive up the costs of having a business account or a checking account? Oh yeah. Plus look, 600 bucks isn't enough to do anything. Well, my I mean, like mortgage, your people, I mean, some people's car payments. If if I take if I if I go to Biloxi for a weekend, I pull out more than six hundred dollars in cash. It, I I was baffled. Like it was one of those things that I honestly thought was fake news when I saw the headline and I read it, and then I you know I looked it up and and I, sure enough, like it was accurate. And I'm like, this this is this is hard to believe. This is why they want 80,000 new agents. Sure. Like, like, look, right now a CTR, currency transaction report, is uh, 10,000 and a penny. It has to report. Then they have a, a suspicious activity report that it, uh, the banks look for things like structuring, where you go to one branch, deposit 5,000, go to another branch, deposit 6,000, go to another branch, and, mm-hmm. and there's a team that looks at that and says, well, yeah, that, that's structuring, or they come in every Friday and deposit 9,000. Right. And it's, it's every Friday. Uh, that's suspicious activity report gets sent off to the IRS, and if the if and when the IRS decides that it's suspicious, they go and seize your assets, and then you have to fight. You are presumed guilty, and you have to fight to get your own money back. No way. Ah, no. Ooh, shocking. And they're so, going to lower that to six hundred dollars. Yep. That is terrifying. Yeah, and that's like a massive. I mean, I wouldn't agree. I think the ten thousand is too much, but I think I don't think we should have. I don't think we should have that. But if if they wanted to lower it to five thousand, at least like, I mean, there's still a yeah, larger it, number that a lot of people don't meet even on a month. I mean, think about like the average income and things like well, that. Like no, no, no. Ten, ten thousand. It's been ten thousand since the eighties. Yeah. This is why we don't have thousand dollar bills. I mean, they want ten thousand to look like ten thousand. Inflation, we should technically like have it higher. Yeah, it should be hundred grand. It should be nothing. Yeah, it shouldn't exist at all. Uh, It was once again an emergency. An emergency brought this about. Mm, It it was uh, it was cocaine in the eighties that brought Mm. this about because uh, they were uh, coke, you know, traffickers and stuff were buying hotels with cash. 
uh, if you ever seen the movie Blow, where Johnny Depp there yes. is counting <laughs> counting money, he's like, just weigh it. He's like, I'm not counting against it. close enough, and he's just you know filling this house this house full of cash. Uh, that's what they were going after, and they used a crisis, a perceived crisis, in order to take away the rights and monitor the activity of average day Americans. Which so wait, is why hold on. Are you saying that after the crisis, they never undid it? They haven't yet. Wait, so like, is COVID a crisis? So they say. Huh. So a lot of what's happening might never be undone. No, of course it won't. Of course it won't. Of course. It just, that, that's, not how, that's not how they operate. So uh, a candidate for state representative in Savannah wants to wants a statewide curfew for minors to help curb crime in Savannah. I wish we had a siren we could play that like set off an idiot alert. <laughs> more on alert, more on alert. Yeah. Uh, so- Clinton Young is one of four Eastside Savannah candidates vying for the post left vacant with the death of longtime rep Mickey Stevens. Well, and Mickey Stevens didn't attend one day of session this year in 2021. Like, they had the best representation ever. He didn't do any harm. He, you know. Almost did, like Vernon Jones was the Yeah, rep. totally. He didn't show up one time. And granted, he was sick and he, and he passed away. And, you know, I'm super sorry to hear that. But, um, yeah, here we are. So these people are want to finish his term. And... Clinton Young ran against him last time. He's also run for city council three times. He's lost every time. But one of the reasons he's running, one of the, he wants to expand Medicaid, but his big his big focus is he wants to crack down on crime in Savannah. So he wants to bring in the Georgia State Patrol like Atlanta has, and he wants to set a statewide curfew for minors of 10 o'clock. Yeah, uh, quote, it's 10 o'clock. And with a pand- t- pandemic out, can't talk. If a child is not coming from an after-school activity, a ball game, or for a job, they need to be in the house. You need to be in the house at 10 o'clock. We need a curfew for the children at 10 o'clock. If I had children, I would take them out, and that, and I would take them out every night and stand in front of his house at 10:30, just to spite him. What a jackass! Look, and why do the rest of us have to suffer? Because people in Savannah can't keep their kids under control. What was your curfew at 17 years old? 1130. Right. Uh, but that's 11. because that state law came in and said you couldn't be driving um, after 11. So even though, even if I was riding with somebody else, that still stuck. It, it, depending on what I was doing. Yeah, midnight. Of course. It depended you know, on what I was doing, who I was with. Yeah, just depending. Yeah, when do you plan to be home, son? My mom yeah. used her best judgment as a parent and weighed the circumstances and the the risk, and she made the decision herself every time. Oh wow, parenting! Yeah, I know, I know. It's wild. She was really rogue. Yeah, yeah, and she's so understated too. <laughs> This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone, not on the show, or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. You can also find other episodes and relevant stories over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. 
An out-of-control, tech-based anti-privacy headlines. Law enforcement, yeah, law enforcement officials have a new tool. It's a practice called information through geofencing. Yeah, they, you know, there's all kinds of apps out there um, that ping your location, like as your, well, that do it privately, and ones that do it outwardly. You know, some of them just collect information, kind of like how our pictures have location data on them when they take them. Others, you know, there was one down here in South Georgia um, that pinged all the businesses as you went by and let you know when there were coupons and all that information was tracked. They hosted all the information and and, and so that type of thing, like a, they would basically be able to map where you went and when. And at what time you were pinging past all those businesses. This is not uncommon. Lots of things do it. Um, but law enforcement uses it as a blanket way to. Uh, like, uh, investigate. To, yeah. Yeah. And, and look, almost everybody, I, I would say almost a, a majority of people use phones to navigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your your Google app or your Apple uh, Maps updates constantly, unlike a GPS that, that you buy today and, and stick on your dash or one that you have in your dash that was last updated in 2019. Mm-hmm. You go into Google and say, this is the address I'm going to or this is the place I'm going to. It'll give you a warning. It's going to close within uh, within an hour of, of your arrival time. You Heck, know, it tells a, me it, if there's a wreck or if there's construction or if there's a cop. Right, yeah, ways, absolutely. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a useful tool, but not just for us. Uh, for geofence warrants, anyone in a certain place at a certain certain time becomes a suspect, and is subject to further investigation, which could mean giving police even more of their user data. So, like, if they're investigating me, they would contact my provider and get my data. If they have a warrant, well, sometimes they try without it, but a lot of providers and and software companies have really cracked down on that and won't give it without a warrant, thank God. But um, with this, basically, they just ask for the location at the time and then do it in reverse. So they get all the the data of the people and, and then cross it off to see if that's like who they're looking for, which is totally backwards and, in my opinion, unethical. I mean... In violation of the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, you don't gather. You don't gather everybody's personal information and then sift through it decide to decide who's guilty. And I don't know what else gets caught in the net. It's it's personal stuff. Well, why? Yeah, this shows that you you were at a uh, uh, psychologist's office for an hour. You know, stuff that stuff that, that's private. Well, it puts you on the defensive of having to explain where you were when you're not on, you haven't committed a crime, you haven't done anything. You're not, it's not even like, you're not even a, a, accused of anything or suspected. They just want you to explain where you were for the hell of it. Well, what about a woman who is going to, a, to uh, showing up at a, a divorce attorney or a battered women's shelter or something like that, when, when that data starts getting sifted through? Well, I would hope they would use their best judgment, but I'm not sure... I mean, well, when's that going to start? That. Well, and of course, you know, there's a lot of um, left-leaning 
information about this right now just because of what happened in Texas. But there's and I don't I don't I'm not going to get into the merits of the the abortion law in Texas because we don't have the time or the, the patience to deal with that. But part of it is that, you know, if you if you help somebody get to a place to have an abortion or something like that, you can be charged as well, which is why Uber and Lyft and all of those things um, have spoken out and and whatnot. Well, something like this would put like drivers at at risk of being, you know, if they were going to enforce that when otherwise they wouldn't even know. And so they're just using a reverse tool to try to find someone who has committed a crime. That's what's sick to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you have to turn your, you have to turn your phone off. Now that, that, uh, to, to go and, and say, okay, we want to know every phone that's pinged in this location. Oh man, that's, that's amazing to me. Uh, for well, keywords, sir. Even if, well, even if the courts were to, because they have surprised me on some of their stuff, right? Like some of their Fourth Amendment rulings are just important, but like, as a as a user yourself, how could you support that? Look, if you say the Second Amendment applies uh, to modern technology, and it does. You say the First Amendment applies to modern technology, and it does. You have to say the Fourth Amendment applies to modern technology. To 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 apply to not apply your 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 papers and your personal effects. Oh well, that doesn't include cellular data. No, that's mine. Well, they their argument is that you've pinged in a public place. Which is true. I mean, yeah, sure. I was in a public place, but like, I'm in a public place with my purse, and you can't just open it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's look. It's one thing if okay, you show up on a camera in a public place, right? And that person gives the gives the information over to law enforcement. That's not your camera being used against you. It's like them right. coming into your house, grabbing your security camera, and then reviewing it. Okay. Well, we don't own the data, though. The company does, which is the whole problem. Like this is this goes into part of another topic that I kind of had adjacent to this when we and we've also talked about on the show with the the photos like uploading to the cloud that Apple was going to scan them. Um, they've they've backed off on that, but their argument is like once it's in the cloud, it's on their server and they own it. Well, the same thing goes for the geofencing. That's and and any data that Google and Apple and whoever else, you know, Facebook, they say that once it's on their server and, and it, that's why the law enforcement entities go to them. Like they right. own it. So is it, how is it different than the security camera example you offered? Because they, well, they need, a, they would need a warrant or the owner of that security camera would have to, to hand that over. Uh, willingly, even if they willingly hand it over, if so, the the missing girl from uh, that that was living in Florida, uh, Gabby, uh, whatever her name is, uh, mm. you know, we were kind of talking before the show about that. Every gas station between Wyoming and Florida 
is pulling their their security uh, footage right now and looking at it. Not probably not waiting for a warrant because everybody's trying to find this 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 pretty little girl. Um, but that's that's them willing willingly giving giving their information over. So no, there really there really is no difference if Facebook is handing the information over to law enforcement, if Google's handing that information over to law enforcement willingly and without a warrant. My problem would be uh, a judge authorizing a warrant for that information just based on a location. You need to give me something else. Well, we, I we totally know something, agree. We know something happened here. So give me all the data from from this person from from. Uh, 10 o'clock to midnight. I need every person that pinged here. So your issue is not with the companies complying with the warrant. Your issue, what you're saying is the the root of the issue starts where the federal government likely or the law enforcement entity goes to the judge and says, sign this. And the judge says, yes. Yeah. I think warrant, uh, warrant authorization has gotten way too loose. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. you need, you need to, I would. I need to move to a smaller county and run for judge. Let me be on duty and say, "Hey, uh, Judge Roberts, we need you to sign off on this." Like, all right, what do you have? Nope, not enough. Don't wake me up with this BS again. <laughs> I mean, that that just eliminated me running for judge. Dave Roberts is soft on crime, but how often does it happen, Jessica? Well, I mean, just about every time I'm at the courthouse, there's somebody from some local agency walking in to get a warrant signed. Uh, yeah, Google revealed uh, for the first time in August 2021 that it received 11,554 geo-reference location warrants from law enforcement agencies in 2020, up oh. from uh, almost 8,400 in 2019 and 982 in 2018. Um, that's too many. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's not individuals. Well, that's that's locations. Sure. I mean, one of those could include a thousand people or, I mean, you don't... You don't even know how I mean how wide and expansive they were. Well, hell, if it's if it was during during one of these protests, it it, it could include tens of thousands of people, right? And they're going to sift through all the data for all, all these ten thousand people. Well, and, and the problem is once lives. they crack that door, like let's say you know they got the geofence location for you know let's say let's say a thousand people. Well, then they let's say they narrow it down to five hundred. Well, then they're going to want more information. For, like, it's just, it's this web that's going to, Brit, like, spread out. And what else gets caught up in that web? Well, uh, everything. Okay, well, we, we were looking into a murder, but we found a text to you uh, between you and your weed dealer. You know, uh, we were looking for a missing girl, but look at this. This guy was, was talking to a hooker. And the, the other horror. people that... Yeah, the other people that get caught in that web that, uh, well, who was he texting? Well, let's look into that person. Let's look, look, look who was he texting? So, yeah, once that door is open, they go to every room. Now, I don't know the, 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 the legal basis if they'd get somebody, two, three people down the line and find some, a crime they commit and say, well, what was the basis of the warrant? Oh, we were looking for a missing girl from Wyoming. What? 
Well, we then we found out that this guy bought a bought a dime bag, and we and we arrested him for it. And then we used that for another search warrant to go to his house and found uh, drug related uh, products uh, or objects and locked him up. This is a huge workaround for the Fourth Amendment. Huge workaround. And that's what the Justice Department wants. They want a police state. There's nothing that the DOJ would love more than cameras in every home. Sure. Just go ahead, you know, make sure that all your windows are open all the time so we can observe you all the time. The more it's they for have your to safety. Ask for, right. It's for your safety. God, Orwell was right. We're in trouble. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And, you know, Uh, I mean, I know we're running long on time and and probably won't have enough time to go into everything about the companies. But, like, the more the companies offer and collect, or the more they, like, the more they try to advance and collect, the more at risk we are because we've opted into the agreement. And, like, they allow us to opt out of certain stuff, but they... You know, your phone come, is always listening, right? How many times have we seen that that doesn't really matter? Right. Look, Apple has a pop-up window for iPhones to ask people for permission for uh, tracking apps, uh, and, and that's true. Like, if I'm playing, uh, if I'm playing golf on my iPhone, I've got a, I've got a, a golf game on it, and it'll pop up. Uh, it wants to know your location. No. Why the hell do I need to tell them where I am to play golf on my iPhone? Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing. I mean, you know, it says to allow only while using the app or to disallow. And well, what these what these companies do is, is they make it very difficult to uh, to operate whatever app you're using unless you authorize uh, track uh, data or geo tracking. That's just. They make it clunky. They make they make it difficult to use. Obviously, you can't use Google Maps if it doesn't know where you are. And from the business side, it all comes down to ads and revenue because they want to know where we are and why and what we're doing so that they can sell that information to people who want to advertise and you know get in front of their customer base. And it's a what was it like three hundred fifty billion dollar digital ad industry every year. Sure. And I, and I, I mean, sure, profit is driving it. You know, we have, they collect, continue to collect or want to collect more stuff because the money is there. But I, oh, I, look, yeah. If, if from a profit standpoint, I would really benefit for any time someone said, boy, it's hot in here. When they open up Facebook, there's an ad for Dr. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that'd be great for me, wouldn't it? But I think you know, that eth- the ethically, pro- I, I don't support it, but. No, but blaming it all on profit lets the the government off far too easy because how many times have we seen about like, you know, high up tech officials meeting with DOJ people? And I mean, like, there is a like, how can we use this information? How can we partner? It, it, it It's to, to blame it all on profit would be naive. Well, sure. Sure, sure. But the government's taking advantage of it. All right. So say I, I, this is true. I I put a, uh, uh, had an air conditioner that we installed in what is an adult novelty store. 
the geotracking or geofencing, whatever they call it, would ping me in that location. Well, what were you doing there? Well, take it even further with privacy with uh, if, uh, if I were to run for office. I'm like, Dave Roberts frequents uh, adult novelty stores. Well, well my, my first answer would be, well, it's a local business. Here's a question <laughs> for you, though. So law enforcement gathers all this data. They do their investigation. They arrest whoever they want. They close the case. All of that information is now public record. It's a, yes, it is all FOIA available. And I'm not saying that I don't think it should be because then you get into the whole NSA stuff, you know, st- type stat. Oh my gosh, you, NSA we, level stuff. But, but but you're saying it should it shouldn't be available to law enforcement to begin with. Well, no, but like once if you're talking about a local agency or a state level agency where they're not doing the whole national security deflection thing where they say you can't have it, then anyone can access that information and suddenly it's a weapon. Like yeah, you said, for I, running I, for office, in divorce, in custody agreements. Like Right. Yeah, absolutely. All everything that 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 used to be private is 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 now going to be uh trackable. Now look, I think there is a place for tracking people's phones. Uh with the with the girl that's missing and her boyfriend drove back from Wyoming by himself. Yeah. Picking his phone. We have a suspect. Here's the evidence we have. He he this is where we last know we saw them together. She's no longer with them. Let's ping those phones. And that that's a, and they have a specific warrant on a specific people uh, for to find out the locations. Absolutely. And then we say, okay, well, he was at this gas station or the phone was at this gas station for 15 minutes in, I don't know, Idaho. Uh, okay, we're going to go to this specific gas station with a specific warrant for the security cameras between this time and this mm-hmm. time. Narrow That's the proper, proper use of this. Yes. Exactly. Well, we I didn't mean- get... Yeah, we could talk about yeah. this all day. The case, you know, the case down here that we talked about where the guy spent three years in jail before he was vindicated for rape. They used his cell phone information to prove he didn't do anything in, or her cell phone information. Like, but again, narrow, specific. Yeah, the Fourth Amendment doesn't say they can never have access to your personal effects without without a warrant and warrants require probable cause. So, you know, in the case of, of, of the girl that's missing, okay, we have, it's specific, narrow. This is what we want to track. In fact, her, her next of kin, I guarantee, would, would, would sign off and, and, and say, yes, track her phone. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need to. She's reported missing. I don't think they need the excuse to track the phone. I mean, it's, right. there you go. So you contact Apple or whatever she's using and, and her Instagram that, that's tagging where she is and everything else that we want to know where this phone was and, and how long. And that's, that's narrow and specific. And as a judge, I would sign off on it with all my law degree that I have. Sure. Uh, sure. We'll sign off on it. But as we're running along, Jessica, what are your closing thoughts? Mm. I don't know. Eh? Yeah. Uh, I don't have a happy one. I, I, I watched uh, the testimony before uh, before the Senate uh, committee uh, about the victims of uh, Larry Nasser, uh, and, it, and it got me uh, thinking. And, and we're all familiar with the case. We talked about the case when it when it was when it was going on. Uh, that I, I read a New York Magazine uh, article, and it's, there's a section called "The Cut," and it went into everything that he did, uh, and it's 
awful. It's a, it's a, it's a compelling read, but it's awful. Uh, somehow these senators made this hearing about themselves. If they had three minutes, they would talk for two minutes, 55 seconds. And then one of the victims, these girls that, that, that are trying to speak up would be like, yes, Senator. And it, it was, it was all about FaceTime for them. And instead of vindication for, for the victims. And it's just the disgusting side of politics that these, these Senate hearings are about, are about nothing but FaceTime for them because they know they're going to be on every news network. And, and they all want the best soundbite. Mm-hmm. And it was, it just, it's the disgusting side of politics because it's a very human story. And I don't care if you're left, right, independent. It's a very human story. And uh, for them to try to, to take the spotlight away from these victims and put it on themselves it, it was just absolutely disgusting. But on that cheery note, I want to thank Jessica Salaji, my partner in crime, Eric Cumby, our awesome editor. I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week.